change this morning folks do you want to change this morning do you want to live that righteous life lift your hands up right now and accept Jesus in your heart today accept Jesus in your heart fully today change your life today come on everybody come on if you need prayers Let's lift our hands to the sky right now to God, to Jesus. Come on. Come on. 
change? I want to change. Every day. I need it every day. Come on. you very much for joining with me today on Rise Up here on LFA TV. This song brings tears to my eyes, brings gladness to my heart, brings joy and peace to my life. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you so very much. Your forgiveness. It's like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. It's like the sound of a symphony to my ears. It's like holy water on my skin. One of my favorite songs of all time, and, and that's worship music, secular music, literally one of my favorite songs of all time. Rockin' Robins, my birthday was filled with the Holy Spirit. What can I say? Usually we have these parties, we have these cookouts, people come over, I go golfing. Not yesterday. Yesterday I kept a smile on my face all day through massive amounts of adversity. If you guys could only see, right Eli? If you guys could only see the struggle that we go through every day, all day, to even be a network. And I kept a smile on my face all day. Eli, did I get mad? Not yesterday. Nope. I said I'll save that for today. <laughs> nope, but I'm not. I'm, uh, my birthday was amazing. Thank you. And uh, that song was by um, We the Kingdom and Tasha Cobbs Leonard. And it's called Holy Water. And it's the church session version of that. Now, if you want to know what heaven will be like, watch that video again. If you want to know what heaven will be like, watch that video again. Uh, I got out of work yesterday. I got to go home and me and all the kids. Now, the kids are getting older, right? The kids are in like their middle teenage years. So they all got stuff going on. Sports, driving lessons. If we're all together anymore, it's a miracle. You guys... You guys who have your kids grown up and leave, you know this, right? We're, we're starting to experience that now. Little Mama Lee, Jeremy, I stepped out yesterday and finally broke down and purchased my supplies to start my small business. I've been holding off because I've been scared. Well, it sounds to me like God put it on your heart that that was the time. So I got to go out with the whole family last night, um, have dinner. I want to thank you all who donated to help us 
uh, go out and fund having dinner. You know, seven people out. It's not cheap anymore. Uh, but you guys are great. And uh, it's just nice. It's, you know, as a father watching your children grow up and they're all giving you birthday cards and they're still drawing you pictures or, 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 or making you something, you know, like it's just, it was really nice. And um, I got holy water on my skin. Right. So thank you guys all. Let me have a drink of my coffee here. I appreciate that, 43 Gators. Thank you very much. In God's hand says, I got to see We the Kingdom and meet them too. What a blessing. What a great band. What a, what a blessing that is. Amen. CQ says, oh, how sweet. Thank you, man. Thank you, woman. Uh, CQ, we also sent up your Slurp Fund donation to help uh, fix your car, so hopefully that'll get there soon. Y- yes, Matthias, those are the best gifts. They sure are. They sure are. CQ, family time is important. Oh, it's so important. It's so important. And you want to know the fa- my favorite part about going out as a family? If we can ever afford to go out as a family, usually we wait until two or the three of the kids are gone, and then we go out with the rest because, you know, it's expensive. So we go, my favorite thing when we can all go out together, especially in a restaurant in public, is praying. It's my favorite part. Praying out loud. So the rest of the restaurant can hear us. And you know, like I'll like, I'll, I'll, I'll like bow my head and I'll close my eyes, but I'll do this. And I'll look out the corner of my eye so I can see everybody who's looking at us while we're praying. And it makes me want to pray harder. Eli, it makes me want to pray harder and louder. I mean, oh, you're looking at us, you're staring at us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I love doing that. My kids used to be embarrassed, but now they're not. Now my kids want to hold hands and everything. I, it's, I, I said to my wife last night when we went to bed, I looked over at her and I said, I am so blessed. And she smiled. She said, why? And I said, because I have everything, not only that I need, but I have everything that I could ever want. I have a roof over my head. I have a vehicle. I have a job that I absolutely love and love to do and what God, I think, put me here to do. My kids are healthy. They are all A-B students. My wife and I are, for the most part, healthy. Now, that's, I'm not bragging. I'm, and if I am bragging, I'm bragging on God. Like, I am truly blessed. Tina Marie says, I'm praising God that I only owe the IRS $528 as of today. Oh, that pesky IRS. So I don't need millions of dollars. I don't need mansions. I literally have everything I ever wanted as a kid. All I ever wanted as a poor kid in an abused family was to live like, you know, in peace and enjoy. I never really needed millions of dollars. I never even seeked that when I was doing my music stuff, you know, I was only seeking what I have right now. And that's just joy and peace. So anyway, I just wanted to say thank you guys all for a great birthday. I titled today's show. This is how we save our nation. This is how we save our nation. Jeremy, what, what, what? Tell me, tell me the recipe. I just told you this. This is how we save our nation. What we're doing right now. 
Now, I want to read the description of today's show before I get into any books, any prayer, any devotional, any verses, because I want you to understand why I chose um, specifically these verses. I mean, I guess why God directs me there, but you'll understand a little bit better if I read these the description. Some people don't read the description of the show, so here we go. Every day, we see people fighting in this nation in so many ways. Some ways work. Some are just a big waste of time. Imagine the time that is spent in this nation. I want you to think of a, on a grandeur scale. I want you to think of like from sea to shining sea. How many people in this nation are spending time trying to thwart evil in this country? Imagine the countless hours fought in the streets by our police officers fighting crime. Imagine the countless hours pounding the pavement to get the right candidate elected. And then they are either cheated out of that candidate because somebody cheated in the election or that candidate turns out to be part of the corruption themselves. And it was a big waste of time. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Imagine the children living in fear because they are being trafficked hour after hour, day after day, week after week. Imagine the time that is spent trying to stop that human trafficking only to find out that our government is the one funding it and facilitating it. And we're just, what? We fight so hard in this country to thwart evil. And here is the kicker. You ready? Listen closely. We don't even use our greatest weapon. We don't even use our greatest weapon. God. That's our greatest weapon. And we spend countless hours trying to fight evil in ways that are basically counterproductive. Now, before Marvel decided to sell to Disney and go completely woke, there was a stretch in movies there from 2008 until about 2019 10 or 11 years, 2018, 2019, where Marvel was putting out these, you know, superhero movies. A lot lot of you probably don't know them, but you had your Iron Man, your Thor, your Captain America, blah, 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 Avengers, and they just kept it going in continuity. It was really, really great for my kids to grow up with that. They loved it, 2008, 2009, 10, 11, 12. Now, before they went completely woke and sold to Disney and blah, 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 you know the rest. There was a there was a uh, a moment in which the 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 bad guy of the movie says to uh, a sorcerer, Doctor Strange, he says, Ugh, "All this fighting and you didn't even use your greatest weapon." And it was one of these things that they called Infinity Stones. The only reason I'm saying that is just made me think of that. We don't even use our greatest weapon, and our greatest weapon is God, prayer, spreading the gospel. 
at a big at a bigger level than you already do than I already do. But we don't do that as a whole. We we are so counterproductive trying to save this country from evil that we don't even use the one thing that can literally get rid of all evil and that is God. You're right, Victoria. The last Thor movie sucked bad. You're right. One of the most terrible movies I've ever seen in my life. We don't use our greatest weapon. So let's go to our greatest weapon right now, which is prayer. Please join with me. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. And in Jesus' name, let's go to the throne and let's ask our creator for forgiveness and grace and mercy and thank him for what he's doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, Father God, We know there's only one way to defeat evil, and that's with good. We also know that there are none good but you, Lord God. There are none that is sinless. There are none that is perfect. But in Jesus Christ, we are made perfect in the eyes of you, Father. In Jesus Christ's name, we are sinless. With Jesus Christ, Lord, we can come to you And we can pray and give you thanks. We can repent. We can say we're sorry for what we do as humans in the flesh. And Lord, today we come and we ask you humbly, if it is your will, to arm us, equip us with the greatest weapon to defeat evil in this country and save this nation once and for all. And that is you. Prayer. Gospel. Jesus. Yeshua. Yahweh. Adonai, Al Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, the great I am. Now, Lord, I know that there's a lot of people out there that say, I just want, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to put my family at the center of it all. I do not want to be a target. But that's not Christian like. Jesus came to this earth to be a disruptor. Jesus came to this earth to put a target on his back. Your son came to this earth to get involved, to disrupt, to thwart evil. And Lord, so many of us have lost our way. Lord, put it on our hearts today. Equip us with this great weapon to fight evil today. Because the only way, and you know this, to make our nation great again is to make our nation godly again. Until every family starts praying at the dinner table together until families start praying and going to church and familiarizing themselves with the message and putting themselves in a, 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 around other godly people, Lord, that's when we save our nation again. Please help us understand that today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. It's the only way. Don Lawson says, RSPN notification says proposed trial date has been set for Trump. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday on the 5 p.m. show. They talk about direct energy weapons. They talk about weapons of mass destruction. They talk about nuclear weapons. But we don't talk about the greatest weapon of all. And that is the word of God that will slice through 
like a hot knife through butter. That's what we need to focus on. Now, I'm going to go right to the verse of the day before I get into these books. And then I've got videos to show you. Uh, TJ, no, I've not got the EnviroCleanse unit from EnviroCleanse yet because the this very same month that we uh, requested it, uh, they pulled back their sponsorship for right now because it was a slow time. As soon as they come back to be a sponsor, and they will again, just a slow time for them, their marketing dollars, their 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 you know, money for advertising, just it's it you know not in the budget at this time. When they come back, uh, I, I imagine they'll send it out, and we'll send it right out to you. We apologize for that. Thirteen hundred and sixty-seven people watching. I want to thank each and every one of you for getting up so early, rising up. Sharing that Rise Up coffee with me early in the morning, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we still have plenty in stock of both the Sumatra Gold and the American Pecan. If you want real gourmet coffee that's got literally the best roasted flavor on planet Earth, JeremyHarrell.com. Now, verse of the day today. And it's going to come from Second Chronicles. And it's going to be talking about David and Solomon. Okay? You've heard me say that the only way to make America great again is by making America godly again. Amen? And I firmly believe that this is the only way to save our nation. Why do you think I was so... Shab said, what, they won't fulfill orders. Sorry, that seems shady to me. No, they did not fulfill an order. We asked for them to give away an Enviro cleanse. They did not, not fulfill an order. I didn't say that. Why do you think I was so tough on the abortion getting overturned, Roe v. Wade? I can't believe you took it that way, Shab's. <laughs> There are so many verses in the Bible that back up what I'm about ready to talk about, but this is the one that God directed me to this morning. Second Chronicles 7, 13 through 15. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, If my people who are called by my name, and this is the key right here, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. It's okay, C-Habs, Chabs. It's okay. It's all right. We love you. Let me say that again. My name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear them from heaven. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open. And my ears will be attentive to prayer made in this place. So you say, okay, Jeremy, that's great. 
That's great. But how do we get the whole country to start doing that? How do we heal our nation? How do we make our country great again if nobody is doing this? Well, I will say this. This is how I will combat that. We were that nation once before. We were that nation once before. And we were that nation after we weren't that nation. Jeremy, what do you mean by that? Well, okay, let me break it all down for you. Yes, we were built on a Judeo-Christian nation. Yes, our Constitution and our Bill of Rights and our Federalist Papers, literally, the doctrine that we looked at in order to create those was the Bible. So yes, we were a Christian nation to a degree. We still had savagery. We still had murder. We still had death, destruction, and poorness, and, 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 our, and our country was in shambles. But we became a real, not fully, but the best Christian nation that we've ever been after World War II. There was a 20-year period, maybe a 30-year period right around World War II, during World War II and a little after, where we were, by large, a Christian nation. And I'm only telling you this based on statistics and, you know, stats. How many families considered themselves to be Christians? How many actually lived a Christ-like life? How many went to church? How many prayed? Blah, 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 blah. I shouldn't say blah, blah, blah when I'm talking about that, etc., etc. But then we lost it again. Hippies came around and peace loves dope and smoking weed and having sex with everybody and orgies and all this. That, then we just got absolutely decimated. Then we started, then we had a Jesus revival in the 70s, mid-70s, late 70s, into the early 80s. And our nation was prosperous again, remember? Not only monetarily and financially prosperous, we were just becoming a prosperous nation again. And then boom, mid-80s till now, we have just been going so far from Christ that, that we literally look like Sodom and Gomorrah. That we literally look like Sodom and Gomorrah. We know, based on when our country has been the best, meaning that when we've been putting our best foot forward, when we were the most prosperous, when we were moving forward, when there was the least crime, shockingly, more people were catering to their Christian faiths throughout this nation. So you have to say, okay, well, they have to be, those two have to be married The only way to save this country is by doing that again. So let's go back to, well, how do we get the whole country doing it again? How do we get the whole country humbled again? This right here. But more of this. Not just here in the studio. Out on the streets. At events. At restaurants. At school board meetings. 
at work. I don't care if you get fired for it. If you get fired for spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ at work, praise God. You shouldn't have been there anyway. I don't care if that's your career. I don't care if that's, this is our only income. Find another one. Because anybody that would stop you from spreading the gospel is stopping you from being who God created you to be. Jeremy, how can you say that? That you don't live those person's life, those people's lives. You don't know what goes on in their lives. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because everything on this planet is temporary. Everything of this world is literally of this world. It is time to start being who God created you to be. And stop worrying about what other people think, or your church thinks, or your job thinks, or your friends think, or your families think, or people around you think. It does not matter. Only thing that matters is the bread of the life of Jesus Christ, the blood, the body of Jesus Christ, the message, the gospel of Jesus Christ, period. I don't care if you don't like it. Jesus was not kind. Jesus was good. Jesus was compassionate. He didn't come to be kind and not hurt your feelings. If I'm hurting your feelings right now, good. It's time to clear, wake your soul up. Time to live for God and only God. Not for your wife, not for your husband, not for your children, not for your job, not for your income, not for your friends, not for your family, not for anything but God. And then the rest will come. You put God first, by default, the rest will come. It's that simple. I'm not scolding any one of you. I'm passionately preaching. Kicking gypsy, you are right. We've made Jesus look like a wimp. Our churches are guilty of that. And yes, we are too as individuals for the most part, but our churches are far more guilty of that than the individual Christian. Pastors, priests, reverends, whatever you want to call them, leaders of a congregation, they have made Jesus, they turned his name into this wimpy name that nobody cares about standing up for. I'm not going to lie, when I hear somebody blaspheme the name of Jesus Christ, I want to smack him across the face. I really do. I don't. That's how angry I get when I hear somebody blaspheme the name of the man who came and sacrificed it all for that person who just did that. I want to smack him across the face. How dare you say that? That's where I am in my faith. Do you know my friends that are not Christians around me? They don't use the Lord's name in vain or else I wouldn't be their friend anymore. They know that. And since me becoming a Christian... They don't use the Lord's name in vain anymore. I call that a win. You're not going to do that. You're not going to disrespect God and his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who saved you in front of me. I might just smack you in the face.
That's how serious I am about that. Call me anything you want. Call my kids anything you want. You better not blaspheme the name of Jesus in front of me. It might get ugly. That's how serious I am. That's where I am. Now, I want to talk about turning the other cheek while I'm thinking about this. What do you think Jesus meant by turn the other cheek? You think he meant not to protect yourself if somebody's beating on you? No. (laughs) No. Jeremy, why would Jesus say turn the other cheek? Are you just supposed to let somebody rape you? No. Nope. Here's what turn the, you want to know what turn the other cheek really means? I'll tell you right now. And I am relying wholly on the Holy Spirit right now to speak for me so I do not misspeak in any way. Turn the other cheek doesn't mean that if somebody, they're violating my rights. They're hitting me. They're violating my rights. They're assaulting me. They're violating my rights. They smacked me. They're violating my rights. They spit on me. They're violating my rights. They are, uh, you know, taking my guns away, taking my freedom of speech away, whatever. It's not about defending your rights. Turn the other cheek. It's not about defending your rights. It's about defending what is right. It's about doing what is right. It's about doing what is righteous. So if it is righteous for you to defend yourself, then you defend yourself, but you do not end up beating them unto oblivion and killing them for it. If somebody screws you over, it's not an eye for an eye where you go screw them over if it goes against God's will. It's not about doing what you think is right. It's about doing what is right. It's not about defending your right to do something. It's my right to do that. I can do that back to them. No, it's about defending what is righteous. That's turning the other cheek. WWJD. WWJD. Now, our beautiful, wonderful friend, RJ Cat sent me a donation in the mail in the form of a check. For my birthday, which I love her. She, she could take back every dollar she's ever given. And I love that woman and her family so much. And I don't even really know them that much. But anyway, reason why I said that is because on the check had WWJD. I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. I want that on my checks now. And anybody who's gotten any money from the Slurp Fund knows that when I write a check, I write in the... In the, in the uh, in the comment set or the, the note section, a gift from God. I always do. Annette, that's beautiful. Hurt people, hurt people. That's right. Hurt people, hurt people. As you see in these verses, Second Chronicles 7, 13 through 15, about how God will heal your nation if you do X, Y, and Z, it is very clear that God gives and withholds from nations when they turn their back on him. It's our own choice. I understand political correctness. I understand not wanting to hurt people's feelings by saying what is true and righteous. What I don't understand is how we've become so weak in the spirit in this country that we have allowed people to push our citizens away from God, away from family, away from churches, 
and away from being a helping hand in our community. How have strong men and women of the United States of America allowed this once great nation to be destabilized so badly that it almost resembles Sodom and Gomorrah? I know it's kind of scary to start balancing out the scales now because it's going to take a fight that most of us do not have the energy for. Too bad. You have to. If you want to see this nation saved, if you want to see this nation great again, too bad. Time to start getting a little uncomfortable. War is not full of puppies, sunshine, kittens, and rainbows. War is about discomfort. Jesus sweat droplets of blood. So too bad. You have to. I hate to be so shrewd, but that's the way it is. For the sake of our kids and the future generations of this country, we have to do what God commands, and that is to rebuke this way of living and spread the word of God. The word of God is so powerful that you don't have to fear whether or not it works. All you have to do is change your ways and start talking about Jesus every day to everyone, every chance you get. They will hate you, but they will want to be like you. Which brings me to that old saying, they hate us because they ain't us. They hate us because they ain't us, Eli. We drink Gatorade, they drink Haterade. <laughs> they will hate you, but they will want to be just like you. Be strong. Be patient. Be righteous. Be a hero. Amen. (laughs) KC says, stepped away to do some work. Sounds like I definitely need to rewatch what I missed. I think so. I think you do. Finding favor with the Lord. That's where it starts. So you say to me, Jeremy, how are we going to get the whole country to start doing this again? Or at least on a whole, to where it makes a difference. Starts in your own house. It's that simple. You want favor with the Lord? Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror and put yourself up against the Ten Commandments. You get all ten right, you get a hundred. Each one is worth ten points. Do you honor your father and your mother? Ten points. Do you refrain from using the Lord's name in vain? Ten points. Do you not cheat on your husband or wife? 10 points. Do you put God above everybody else and know God is above him? 10 points. And if you get any less than a B, you got some work to do right in the home. We're going by the old school ways of, of, of grading systems. Not proficient and non-proficient. A, B, C, D, or F. Where do you fall 
in the Ten Commandments? 190, 80, 70, or 60? You tell me. Actually, don't tell me. Tell you. Tell yourself. Proverbs 12, 2. A good man obtains favor from the Lord. I'd imagine a good woman does too. As good men, we are expected, or we can expect favor from the Lord. How this happens depends on our present need and the specific circumstance. Many men fail to look to God for favor, and that's their own loss. God does give favor to his children. He also talks about you. We talked about that yesterday. I pray today, Lord, that I might be a good man based on my faith in Christ and obtain favor from you. Favor in all areas of my life, but especially favor as I am a dad to my kids. Teach me to walk in favor daily, believing that in every situation you have gone before me, preparing the way so that it works to my benefit. In turn, Lord, help me show favor to my kids. May I treat them kindly, demonstrating the favor that you have towards your children. I feel we fight daily just watching rise up. It feeds the soul and prepares us for battle. This is training. We're in training every morning. Does the past count? I hope not. Not after your old self died, it doesn't. Not after. Remember, I, I died on the side of Interstate 91. Anything happened before that does not count. Miss Mocha Powered, I'm guilty of lying at times so I don't hurt somebody else's feelings. Can't do it. Sorry. White lies are lies. White lies, black lies, blue lies. They all matter. Sometimes I smell a familiar scent. Me too. I believe it is a heavenly scent because it's not something that I've ever smelled my whole life. Well, that's incredible. Honeybee says, we get 100 through Jesus, and we should live our lives in gratitude. Amen. Amen. Miss Mocha Power says, I know, I know, I know. You knew before you even said it, didn't you? That's what's great about this show. It kind of convicts us, right? Kind of convicts us in real time. Uh, I got some videos to show you, so let me throw on my headphones here. RJ Cat, good. Trust me, if the past mattered, <laughs> I'd be in hell right now. If the past mattered, I'd be in hell right now. And I'm not, so the past def- definitely doesn't matter. Um, Bad Moon says, thank you for Jesus. I am a sinner. That's one of the hardest things to admit, isn't it? All right. You guys have, might have heard me say in the past that I believe one of the things that God put me here to do, I've not done yet. And one of those things is going around to prisons and juvenile, youth juvenile uh, incarceration facilities to tell my story to people that are there. That's what I think I need to do. You hear me say I need to do this beyond this? 
I need to do this in the streets. I need to do this at work. God has been calling me to do this for a long time, and I have been procrastinating. I don't know why. And then I realized this morning why. I still have not wrote, written back that man that wrote me the letter from prison that was abused, sexually abusing his children. And I think it's... I think it's somehow tied to, to, to my, my procrastination. God's been telling me to do this for years. And I put it off. And this morning I realized why. Fear. Nothing but fear. So when I tell you to look in the mirror and convict yourselves, I convict myself multiple times a day as well. The fear that I have is just, I don't even know. Like PTSD, maybe? Like going back in the... You guys got to understand that what happens to you in these places. Now, I'm not afraid of my past. Don't get me wrong. I'm not even... I, 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 don't, I faced my demons even. It's not even that. But walking back into these places and seeing these people in here suffering, I think that's what's... I think that's what's held me back. But I'm ready now. I'm ready now. And I don't, and I think it was the same reason I wasn't ready to share Rise Up with the world. I just didn't think, I, I, I just wasn't ready for whatever reason. But I don't have that fear anymore. And this morning... This morning, God really, really laid it out and said, uh, I'm not going to tell you again. I'm not going to tell you again. And then I saw this today, this morning, right before I came on. <sighs> Roll it. Hold on. 
That's not it. This child has not seen her dad because he was incarcerated. She's not seen him for three years. And then there's one more. Like, this is what God brought to me this morning. <laughs> Unbelievable. When you're in prison, uh, there's a lot, of neg- a lot of negativity. One of the antidotes is gratitude. One of our favorite songs during this season is gratitude. Yeah, this is a song that we're, re- we're really singing right now. All my words fall short I've got nothing new How could I express All my gratitude I could sing these songs As I often do but every song was in and you never do. So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I know it's not much. I'm nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing Hallelujah When you're in prison So this kind of stuff really hits home for me, obviously. Um, You know. So, you guys know that I was in, uh, if, you got a, if you got a search engine, Google or DuckDuck, whatever you use, DuckDuckGo. I want you guys to, um, I want you to search right now images of Menard, M-E-N-A-R-D, M-E-N-A-R-D Correctional Facility. I probably asked you to do this before, but I want you to see where I was. Menard, M-E-N-A-R-D Correctional Facility in uh, Illinois. Um, that's a maximum security prison. So in there, murderers, rapists, serial killers, everything. And there's no death row. So you're in there with them. I saw friends die. People that I befriended in prison. I saw them die, get murdered. I saw people kill themselves right in front of, I I saw their bloody bodies right in front of me. If you go to prison in Illinois and you're not in a gang before you go, then you are what they call a neutron. It means you're neutral. You don't have any colors. 
One of the worst places to be is in prison in a gang-affiliated state because of Chicago and be a neutron. That means that you have no backup. That means that you are there truly alone. Got my nose broke. Had six guys beating me in a gymnasium where the correctional officers couldn't see because I was not in a gang, but I was hanging out with people that were in a gang. So apparently that was some kind of a violation in there. Never got a visit. You know, alone. So when I see people like that alone, singing songs of gratitude, makes me think of Paul, right? Condemned to death. So grateful to be where he was. Someday I'll tell you guys the rest of the stuff that happened in there. But now you know why I've been so reluctant to go back. Now, I don't want to compare myself to anybody that went through, you know, Holocaust concentration camps or anything like that. But it would be like if somebody got out of Auschwitz and didn't get killed and then say, hey, would you like to go back to Auschwitz? Can't imagine they would. Be like if somebody was a POW in Vietnam and they got out alive and you say, hey, would you like to go back to Vietnam? Can't imagine they would. I will write that guy in prison. Just wasn't ready. Just wasn't ready. So God said, you're not going to disobey me anymore. That's kind of where I'm at. I want to I put something on the... On the... Uh, on the screen here. Judgment. Seat of Christ. Great white throne judgment. Believers. Who will be judged? Believers and unbelievers. Who is the judge? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Purpose. To reward Saved Christians for their deeds in Christ to settle the accounts of the unsaved who rejected Christ. Criteria for judgment. No condemnation. Sin has already been paid for. Believers will receive rewards based off their faithfulness. Unbelievers. Everyone who is dead in their sins that have not trusted in the finished work of Christ will be judged for their sin. Outcome. Believers. Any good works done in Christ will be rewarded with crowns, mansions, and positions. Unbelievers, those who are dead in their sins will be thrown into a lake of fire for eternity. (laughs) I know which one I want to be on. Will those receive judgment be treated equally? 
Believers, each person's motives will be weighed. Works done in pure motives will be rewarded. All others will be burned up. Unbelievers, all who stand before God will be condemned. The fire will be hotter for some based off of their deeds. And the last one, what to do about it now? Serve Jesus faithfully. Renew your mind and walk in the good works God prepared for you. Unbelievers, repent of your unbelief and trust in Jesus alone for salvation. Call upon him today. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being here today with me. I really do appreciate it. Especially when we talk about something so personal to me. I appreciate you. I love you. Sean Farish is coming up next. God bless each and every one of you. Please stay tuned to LFA TV throughout the day, and I'll see you guys at 11 o'clock. God bless you. Your forgiveness is like sweet.